I feel most of the times we know what is going to make us happy and give us that peace of mind we are looking for or we are craving for. But we just don't do it out of our own laziness or we keep procrastinating about it or it's just that we don't even want to leave our comfort zone because even a small little change needs a lot of strong will and determination. And now when I talk about strong will and determination, I think it's the perfect time to introduce my guest, my daily hero for today, Jharna Kumavat. A mother of two human babies and one adorable chocolate labrador. Jharna lives in London and works in the contract and legal team for the Cambridge Community NHS and she loves her job. Jharna has always been into adventure sports and swam competitively, but six years ago, she got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes and is on daily multiple insulin injections. Outdoor swimming is an extreme sport that could have a big impact on her blood sugars and hence, she needed to learn how to best manage her condition while keeping active at the very same time. Due to the lockdown in March 2020, her local swimming pool was closed So she got in touch with an open water swimming coach and by October 2020, she felt acclimatized to cold water and entered into a shiver swim challenge. Now, this is so interesting. As a part of that challenge, she had to swim once every week in local sea and rivers and her coldest swim so far has been in two degrees water where air temperature was minus one degree sometimes. She swims every week for at least 25 minutes and since November, she has swam for 9.5 hours approximately. So guys, while we crib to even get out of the bed on a normal summer day and make excuses to not to go even for a simple walk in the park, Jharna with type 1 diabetes swims in cold rivers in 2 degrees. No wonder she is our daily hero. Jarna, I'm so proud to have you on the show today. You inspire me so much. And I'm sure after listening to this episode, our listeners are looking forward to your journey as much as I am. Thank you so much for joining in today. How are you? Thanks, Namisha. That was a fabulous introduction. Thank you so much. Um, I'm doing great. Um, Just uh, going on with the, just the routine, daily routine, kids, and uh, here in England, we've just broken with the schools, so the kids are on summer holidays as well, so it's even more challenging, to, yeah. you know, like yeah. manage the kids, keep them entertained, and also keep your, um, you know, oh fitness God. and your body on the move, yeah. but it's all fun. I think um, it's, it's better uh, to do something and uh, probably moan about it than not do anything and moan about it. So, <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. For that. Absolutely. So Jenna, when you got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, did you ever, even for a second, feel like giving up on your adventurous self? Oh God, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the biggest thing for me was to accept my condition. It yeah. was uh, really hard. I think it took me at least a year or two to the max to accept that I will be insulin managed until yeah. there's a scientific breakthrough. 
I will have to check my blood glucose multiple times a day. Oh my god. Yeah. I will have to be prepared that I will have low blood sugars, high blood sugars, I will have mm-hmm. mood swings right. that, that mainly people have but then I had yeah. an added condition. Mm-hmm. So for me it was not only that struggle but for me acceptance was the biggest thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I I struggled with it like I'm telling you the time but yeah. mentally I still have days where I feel oh my god is life already not difficult that I have this on the top exactly yeah and on the best of days as well I have situations where you know even when I'm out and having a great time it's always yeah. on the back of my head that hey I've checked my blood sugar oh my god yeah like, what's it going to be Oh, I have to take my injection. Oh, I hope I've uh, I've taken it right. And if yeah. I forget to note it down on, you know, mm-hmm. technology is great help, but it only works as good as you are on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh my God! Multiple times, I felt that yes, I ha- I've had moments where I thought that's it, my life's come to an end. I- mm-hmm. I've had moments like that, and uh, yeah, I I even had to take. therapy i still have bad days good days but at the yeah. initial like 6 years back because i was a new mother and then i had to come to terms with type 1 yeah i i absolutely had to seek for help but i'm glad yeah. i did it at that yeah. time exactly yeah. and I, i had a lot of support of course um, uh, like you know you live abroad and all of our families in india most of our close yeah. ones are in india so you know how could you feel but yeah but but uh, i had a lot of good support medically here yeah yeah i can totally feel you jarna because um, here we have got no house help we have got nobody around no relatives not many friends so obviously it's not a great thing to go go through something and just be alone and you know you have kids and everything just gets so overwhelming when i see you swimming pictures i'm like oh my god wow i can't even um tell you how much inspired i am when i look at your journey when i look at your pictures every day on your instagram so what inspired you to start this journey any particular incident that got you into open water swimming i mean yeah there there, there is a particular incident i will get to it in a bit but i also feel um over the years you know like most girls most women most people actually once you have your children or once you have the baby yeah there is this thing oh you want to get back into that shape again all right and before i had my first uh, my my daughter um i used to be i mean i wouldn't say i used to be big but i was on on just the scale of you know on a higher weight scale and okay. and just borderline yeah uh, my bmi was high and uh um uh, i i had uh, pcod as well which oh, which i still yeah. have but i was told at that time that uh, it will be very hard for me to conceive yeah so we tried my husband and i tried um and uh, we couldn't get pregnant for four years and yeah. uh, we said okay uh, my uh, consultant then my gana consultant told me that uh, okay if you don't get pregnant naturally in the next six months we will put you on the ivf cycle okay and and i knew because i had read stories about people who 
uh, had gone through IVF and how traumatic um, emotionally and even yeah. physically it can be. So I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared for that journey. And then I, I decided to, you know, apply for a university course and I wanted to get into law and I wanted to study. So my yeah. husband and I had literally just dropped that ball that, okay, we're going to yeah. do this, we're not going to do this. And and I and I went to university, and I'd lost a lot of weight. Um, uh, I, I was working out. I had a fabulous female trainer, and she she was really really good. And I and I'd, mm-hmm. I'd done things which I'd never done for a long long time. So okay. I lost weight, and then after like five months or something, and then naturally got pregnant. Wow! And then the next thing you know is. Um, you know, I was just at the onset of my pregnancy. I was only six weeks pregnant and I was told I have type 1 diabetes. Oh, so my God. I, I, I even forgot for the first three months of my pregnancy that I'm pregnant. For me, it yeah. was just managing the condition because yeah. when you're pregnant with type 1, you have to keep your blood sugars really tight. Oh. So it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, obviously your body getting used to those insulin injections yeah. and your body getting used to all those changes but also right. you're pregnant oh my god so yeah there, there, there was a lot happening at that point and mm. then I got through I think my pregnancy my first pregnancy was really really tough mm. but I got through and then after that as soon as I had my baby mm-hmm. it was once you have the baby you just your life is like kind of okay it's it's on a very swing mode where you have to get used to having the baby around yeah. and childcare and your life. I mean, Absolutely. My mom came down for the first three months, so I had that support. Okay. But it, it, it was still a lot of mental work. Yeah, it is always challenging for the mother, definitely, however, how much exactly. help we get, but still, yeah. And exactly. with your condition, I can't even imagine that because yeah. I had gestational diabetes. I, I didn't have gestational diabetes, but I was very close to the bracket of entering mm-hmm. that zone. And so my doctor used to like, you know, in every visit, she was like, take care of your sugar levels, take care of your sugar levels. And I used to get so irritated that, you know, and then me being in that very normal condition, which is like, I think 90% of the people have that kind That's of thing. It's very Asian as well. It's very, very yeah. Asian African women are more prone to it. Right. So she was like, you have to take care of that. Otherwise, your baby's going to gain so much weight that we will have no other option, but we will have to, get, uh, you know, give you a C-section. But um, uh, in any case, so it was very difficult for me as well, but I can't even think of the condition you were in. So it is. I, I think it's definitely more challenging. Yeah. And I'm talking about obviously it's 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 now seven years when I was uh, uh, pregnant, but it was, you know, sometimes probably we could digress from the topic, but I have to say it. Sometimes internet can be your enemy because for me it was a new condition, and I was reading left, right, center, and image. Mm. I I I used to have. I used to have sleepless nights because I just wanted to get an answer that why me, how can I cure it? And what the worst was, what did I do wrong? Right, right, right. But um, yeah, yeah. So, so that, that, that was one part of my journey, but, um, but but more, more over saying how I really got into open water was yes. Like you rightly said in your introduction, it was, it was the lockdown and it was it was being used to 
being in the gym, being, you know, having yeah. a workout routine. Right. And especially with my family life, I always find it more easy to get out and do a workout. I know some yeah. women and people are great. They, they, they have a home set up and they can do it. Yeah. I don't think that works for me. So for me, I can only really relax when I'm out. I, yeah. Even if I get Same an hour, yeah. 30, only then can I really relax. Yeah. So it was really important. And, and I found a wonderful coach and she was obviously local based, but it was that first training session I had with her. It was a one-to-one session I had with her. I still clearly remember it's, it's, it's been over a year. I did it June last year. Exactly. And, and we had an open uh, session in the river and I've been to that river for picnics and I've also swum yeah. there, but, but that session just was an eye open, like how much, you know, swimming in the pool is so different yeah. than swimming yeah. in the open water and what all uh, things you have to keep in mind. Yeah, we would and, definitely and, and, like to talk about that as well. Yeah. So it, that, 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 was, that was it. And then there was no looking back, really. <laughs> of course, there have been challenging, but honestly, there has been no looking back. That's so good. It's, I, it sounds so incredible. I can't even... Um, imagine how you feel when you you know swim in those open waters because honestly I would get scared I really can't I, yeah yeah I think that about um about doing something that you like I've always loved water I've always yeah. swum um, uh, not being able to touch the riverbed or the pool is not one of my things and that's why I I would say to a lot of my friends and family you always have to do a sport that brings something for you. Like it has to come from within. Yeah. Like absolutely. a lot of my friends run and cycle. Yeah. Uh, and, and I want to do the same, but there, you, you have, there always will be one sport right. which will always be either close to your heart. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Which resonates and with you so well. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and I think, that it is swimming for me. It, I've always had that. And I think yeah. I probably live my name because it's such a water body name as well. So I probably, <laughs> yeah, the name really definitely, I'm, I'm probably living my name. Yeah. But I just don't <laughs> swim in waterfalls. So that's the only thing. But we don't have many waterfalls where I am. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's great. Tell me something about Shiver Swim Challenge and how did you get into it? So my coach, um, she was like me. There were other people who were interested and they yeah. were swimming and they were obviously, um, you know, um, doing their weekly activities and swims. And I think it was a great idea. There, there were other challenges running around as well nationally, but I think locally, uh, my coach, Vicky, she ran the swimmers. Uh, a shiver swim challenge which was basically going to run from 1st of November up until March which is basically the winters and yeah. that's why the name and uh, you have to swim once every week and you have to log your distance and time to her so somebody would have who would have swum the most amount of time will be then winning okay the previous thing was about the distance, but then, you know, swimmers are for our all capacity. So she yeah. wanted to be really fair and yeah. she said it will be about the time. Yeah. So I could be in the water for 10 minutes, five minutes. 
Right. But every minute would then count because you're still in that water where the water temperatures are cold. You know, anything that goes under 15 is cold. It's it's really, you know, like you're you're probably in that cold water. Yeah. So, so it it started. We had a Halloween. Um, I remember uh, the way it started. It was such a great start to the winter. Um, uh, on on thirty first of October on Halloween's day, we had mm-hmm. a swimming event at the lake, and uh, it was you know uh, the days start getting shorter and by yeah. 4 30 in the evening it's already like dark Absolutely. and uh, yeah. we all were there we all turned up like a lot of the buddy swims uh, that uh, everybody who had trained with my coach it was a big group and we all turned up people were so creative they all kind of either wore their wetsuits or their or, <laughs> or people who were comfortable yeah. in their you know swimsuits in that cold with all of their halloween makeup people oh my had, god you know yeah they've been <laughs> all out all creative and yeah. Uh, yeah and then from 1st of november it was that weekly thing so um there were some alterations during from october to march where um you know, we had uh, we had snow, we had uh, lots mm. of rain, we had you know flooded rivers, and at that time uh, we also had a notification come out that hey, this week uh, um, we we will you know take this week out. I don't yeah. want you to go out when it's really like cold and le- I mean uh, dangerous and lethal. And people, some of the swimmers put a paddling pool in their garden and kept it out. And they were actually dipping in that cold paddling pool. Oh, my God. So That's people, the... you know, it was the beauty of not stopping. Stopping, being, yeah. Because also yeah, the absolutely. thing with cold water is something great to tell the listeners that it's about the acclimatization. Right, right. Most swimmers who are serious swimmers and have some sort of coaching really never jump in the water they go slowly right they they, they, they get in they, they let the water seep in their wetsuits and their right. suits and then they slowly get in the water because you don't want to have that shock that you know Absolutely. the shock from the yeah. jump and I mean you would see on on my Instagram I have you know some run and jump videos but those jumps are only after I've been in the water for a good 30-35 and oh, at the end okay. of my jump at the end of my swim yeah. I'll do a jump but yeah but the fun factor aside it it, it is that cold water acclimatization which takes absolutely so for how long so, did you train when you felt confident enough to be in those cold waters I think I started in June, right? So I started in June, so July, August, September. So like okay. a good three, four months three of months. just yeah. swimming and making those that community, those relationships with those people who are like-minded. And right. With open water swimming, the thing is also that you don't go alone. Right, You have absolutely. people yeah. who are accompanying you. you yeah, know, it's not like, group. oh, yeah. I just want to go for a run and I'll go. Right. You, you, you have people. Who, right. who are joining you. And because yeah. we were in, in 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 lockdown in England, we couldn't be going in big groups. So Absolutely, we were in, yeah. in pairs, just pairs. And it wow. was it was great. I mean, I'm I mean I've met some absolutely amazing women and men wow. during my journey. Incredible. But yeah. yeah, but one of my close friends who I'm now really quite good friends with and yeah. She she's also one of the swimmers, and you know wow. what? She's mm. she's pregnant now, but she she oh. swam all the way through. She I know she <laughs> swam, swam all the way through, but 
She's recently pregnant, but she's not stopped. She still goes. Yeah, and, because I think know, swimming is the only exercise which you can do till the end. You know, I mean, uh, no offense to any other exercise, but uh, for example, yeah. running, it, it could yeah, have a lot absolutely. of impact on you. But yeah. swimming is, yeah. you know. Yeah, I, I I I used to cycle so much okay. before I was pregnant, and as soon as I was, you know, you know, I I knew I was pregnant, and I couldn't do it anymore. So absolutely, swimming is such a great sport. Um, so I I have this question, which you know, I I really want to know this: What habits did you have to break uh, or let go to get to that energy level or stamina physically? Because I have been with my mom for so long, and because she had diabetes and i know the kind of energy drop she used to feel so i really want to know like what habits did you break or let go so um i don't know if you don't mind me asking your mom would have type 2 diabetes yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah so so type 1 and type 2 of course i mean there there are some very key differences but yeah. the thing is with with most conditions especially with diabetes you have to be very much on top of your diet and your meal plan yeah absolutely so so to to tell you for example there's nothing that i i mean i i i'm quite happy to say that ever since i've had type 1 there are, you know there are there are some bad things that happen to you and then yeah. as a result of those things some good things happen to you yeah and and because of my type 1 i mean i have I've made those changes in my life, which I now think are quite sustainable. Yeah. So it, it it's a lot to do with what I eat, when yeah. I eat, and um, and lifestyle changes. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm true to God. I'm I'm quite a foodie. I mean, if you've seen my Instagram page, I do talk <laughs> a lot about food as well because yeah. it's such a big part of my life. Like, how can I not talk about it? But I I but, saw you yesterday in your Instagram story, and you were indulging in some chocolate cake at like eleven thirty p.m. And I was yeah, like, <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah, and yeah, and for me, you know. Being type one hasn't stopped me from not eating sugar, but I was yeah. never too much into uh, sweets. Anyways, for me, okay. my heart goes out for savory, but I do yeah. like some sweets. Mm-hmm. So over the years, um, I mean, I used to be uh, going back years back. I mean, I come from my dad was um, was a meat lover, loved his, his chicken, mutton, and I had a vegetarian mother who didn't even eat eggs. Yeah. And if, you know, back then when your mother tells you not to do something, you always think <laughs> like, come on, like, no, I love, I love this and I love that. Right. Um, but I mean, I um, became a vegetarian 10 years back. Okay. And I, I used to still eat eggs. I still had dairy, but yeah. uh, I stopped eating meat, any chicken. I stopped even having any seafood I was a great seafood lover and and my husband's South Indian so of yeah. course seafood was quite a major part of our diet right uh, but but I quit um uh, I quit a lot of uh, you know all most of the animal like meat produce mm-hmm. and then over the couple of years I have uh, really um avoid I avoid dairy as well so there were small changes now right. now of course our podcast not about food but I think my food habits so I now have a very plant-based clean mm-hmm. diet 
so my my diet is very um uh plant based very okay. uh, again it, it's a mix of very you know it, it's a bit western english you know traditional mm-hmm. a lot a lot traditional actually uh, i i love my dal rice sambar rice right. i love my yeah. rotis and i love my sabjis <laughs> so yes um, uh, i'm yeah. proud to say that i eat a lot more plant based vegetarian uh wow. meals yeah. and that has supremely helped me with my uh mm-hmm. with my energy levels i can see wow. on mm. days when i am eating processed food yeah. uh food that is quick absorbing yeah and then i see those spikes in my blood sugars it's easy you it, it's so easy right of course um uh i mean something that i have to pay a lot of emphasis is on my uh you know my stress levels my Absolutely. my yeah i mean no amount of insulin or diets can help if i I'm not feeling good on my head like in right. my head if I'm not 100% right. I will I will see it in my blood sugars will show it and, right. and yeah. that that is something right. sometimes it's out of my control do you know what I mean like sometimes actually yeah. I'm in control but on those days that it is in my control where I I've, I've had a good you know like a good start I've had a yeah. good short meditation in the morning it kind yeah. of sets me through to my day right um so so yeah one would be my diet my 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 meditation practice right and and also that lifestyle i mean over the years i've i've i still have a very active social life but yeah. what i now do is i choose those things do i want to go out clubbing and pubbing and drinking yeah. because right. effect it has on my day my next mm-hmm. day absolutely yeah. not it, it spoils the purpose so it, which again was a very very combined um, effort my husband right. um, again he's also uh, he's got a good social life and he yeah. works in the restaurant industry so again it can be oh. very easy for us to just go out exactly. and you know drink and things like that yeah. but we made a conscious effort to yeah. to cut that uh, uh and reduce it i mean i still have i i love uh, a drink or two but it's that balance you know yeah, yeah it's I all mean, about making better be- choices and like having a balance and when you really want to focus on your passion then you know these things i think they they come with the flow when you focus on something so great like swimming in open waters and um i think that comes out naturally in us when we make those little lifestyle changes they they just remain with us um forever yeah i think this is this is these are like everything that i have talked about those little habits i think yeah. misha they are they are sustainable exactly. i haven't yeah. done anything i feel um to to do that i cannot sustain that i can only do for two days like you know like absolutely. eating a low or, or like yeah. a zero carb diet or i mean no, again absolutely. no people who do that right, but right, it doesn't right. work for me no it, it and it, it i absolutely do it true. yeah so yeah and uh, yeah like, like like yesterday my post was about having a cake and having yeah. a gin and tonic but i yeah. probably just had one gin and tonic but right that was enough for me that that right. was absolutely enough it was right. enough for me to to have that nice wind down sunday I right. still be able to wake up in the morning at 7 and go out for a swim in the morning and and be Absolutely. at work. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I I talk about this a lot these days because when I lo- started losing weight, even I went for a diet and, you know, uh, people told me that, you know, if you follow this for like two months, you'll, you'll lose 10 kgs and things like that. But those changes were not sustainable. And for me, I can just talk about myself. If somebody tells me not to eat that, all my focus will be on that particular thing and I will start craving for that. So I'm telling you, I had everything but in moderation and it worked for me. It worked wonders. So I think that's great. I think that is the key. I think yeah. sustainability is the is word. The, you will yeah. see that in everything. Not Absolutely. only diet, you'll see that in environment, you'll yeah. see that in energy. Absolutely. You will see that in everything. And yeah. it's a mind game, right? Like you said, yeah. when somebody tells you not to eat that, honestly, <laughs> yeah. even if you don't want to have a tiramisu, exactly. if I say don't eat tiramisu, oh my God. <laughs> I would definitely guess? order that today. <laughs> So whenever we are trying to bring a change to our lives, like it's always challenging as we try to, you know, self-sabotage and go back to our comfort zone. So Janna, when you started to train for open water swimming, what was that one major shift you had to make emotionally or mentally? Because I think that's the major part of it. So for me, when I started uh, uh, getting into the open water, I think for me, it was telling myself that I am doing it purely and purely for myself I'm doing it to have fun and I'm not going to compare myself it's my journey it's my um, it's something I enjoy doing and I still come across swimmers who are fabulously and much more fast and are so much stronger (laughs) than I am so much stronger but 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 you can just appreciate yeah. and uh, and you know uh, learn something from learn them from them rather absolutely than, rather than thinking because i to be honest and you know where we, you know our schooling you know you come yeah. from the same school as i do yeah and the same town i do right and you know how easy it is for us to be compared with someone, yeah, absolutely, even our own sibling, right. our next door neighbor, or maybe right. the topper in the class, right? It's taken me a lot of work, yeah, to not compare myself. Absolutely, it's I hard. can. Totally it's hard. It. Yeah, it's very yeah, hard. Yeah. Very difficult. Yeah, but I, I honestly no longer think, or I don't. I don't know if I should use that word, but I don't care. <laughs> if you are if you are if you're fairer than me which is a huge thing in India I'm sorry we yeah. love color and we love comparing it uh, and you know um, I don't care if you are slimmer than me yeah I don't care if you have more money than me I mean honestly <laughs> but for me it is what makes me happy and what can I do to, to preserve my happiness because that's it's my happiness and my pleasure is in my hand that's so and, and good i've not yeah. learned it alone yeah i yeah. it is obviously my years of uh, my my spiritual understanding and my own understanding of myself right. but i think that was the thing and i still have to remind myself yeah. sometimes i forget it yeah. i just send that at times and i forget it yeah think, oh absolutely God, why can't i do what she is doing or why can't i do that he is doing and then my husband's like he he really is is my my backbone and he tells me 
remember you are doing it for yourself you're doing it for fun like i yeah. i was preparing for this event and i was like oh my god i i i wish i could do a bit more on my timing and my technique and i went on about it yeah. and my husband was like so what so what if you yeah. do it you take a minute more so what i think this is incredible and this is going to be the this is the highlight of this episode till now because this comparing thing has become so toxic because we we open our social media i think every every hour so we we tend to see a lot of posts and comparing comes so naturally and it it has become so casual to us these days that there's no yeah, end to it yeah. there is no end yeah. to it initially like i think 10 or 15, 10 years back we used to compare ourselves with our maybe school fellows or maybe neighbors so there was just mm. few people with whom we were comparing ourselves yeah. but now we are comparing ourselves with maybe hundreds of people True. at the very same time and this is the reason that there is more depression there is more anxiety there is more stress absolutely so, i think i mean i mean yeah. you've used those words and i think again going back to saying that my mental peace my state of mind i yeah. think is in my hands absolutely and I mean, mishal i have to say i did this little exercise i think it was really last week and i'm like i'm just going to go through people i follow because they affect my feet if they affect my if they come on my feet they affect my mind right absolutely and yeah. i started unfollowing people obviously <laughs> i'm not going to name shame anyone <laughs> but i started unfollowing people nimisha who don't my yeah. i only have two pointers who yeah. don't contribute to my life mm-hmm. and who i have nothing to learn from wow this is and i just started unfollowing them and i'm sorry half of them might have been celebrities and i don't want to follow them because <laughs> i know there are some amazing people yeah. but they have a instagram team i don't yeah. they yeah. have people who who literally do that yeah. for them right but i don't want to learn from them i i i probably love their movies which i can watch anyways i don't want yeah to know about some people or things that they do because they're probably not contributing in my life and i'm not learning yeah. anything from them and yeah. i did that and i think it, it was a relief it was yeah. 100% like a absolutely. great relief absolutely i think i need to do that <laughs> i'll do that today for my instagram feed because we tend to look at the picture that we think wow what a life and then you know i i, and I we know. know it's not the truth and we it's know not it's the not truth. the yeah. truth especially it's not the truth. Yeah. especially with people on on that level and yeah. they themselves talk about it which is great some people talk about yeah. it but yeah. most don't yeah. and um and it's fine it's fine again it's yeah. their journey right but but it doesn't work for me so i uh, i think what works for me is what we do this is therapy i think um, I, i i think i need to do that <laughs> so um, uh, so janna tell me any particular incident you would like to share when you actually felt scared in the open waters uh it was it was initially i think just couple of months after i started swimming in bigger groups you know when uh, swimming uh, buddies uh, the one against the one who had coached with my group uh, with my coach she made a group of uh, uh, swimming buddies okay. so we'd organize our weekly swims uh, hmm. uh, and uh, get to the location and one of those days um 
we were in the middle of the swim and we were actually turning back after just like it was a one and a half or two kilometer swim and we we're just like kind of turning back and I, it was an evening swim we were doing a, a, a dawn sunset swim it was about 6 37 o'clock in the evening mm-hmm. and um uh, with, with with my swimming gear i carry a tow float so it's a float that i have which has mm-hmm. some essentials in my bag so it will okay. it has my phone it has my glucose tablets uh, probably a quick snack maybe a banana um, okay. and something so okay. i kind of go prepared but when you're in water and you're swimming yeah um your hypo the the hypothermia uh, not hypothermia sorry so you can have low blood sugars okay uh, which is a type 1 a uh, typical uh, condition where you have low blood sugars okay um your your sugars when they drop you have symptoms so you could uh, okay. feel um blurry in your mm-hmm. eyes your eyes can go blurry your vision goes slurred basically oh, okay because you have no energy so right. low blood sugars means when your glucose is running out and you need mm-hmm. to top it up with a sweet drink or a sugar snack or yeah. whatever so for me mm-hmm. i usually have a banana or i have a i have a lucozade yeah um but when you're swimming well for me it was like am i tired or mm-hmm. what's happening why am i feeling like this right and um i i, I stopped and i told one of my uh, swimming buddies most of the people who i swim with know in my circle i'm type 1 they know the yeah. key things you know yeah. when jana if she has a low blood sugar what she needs to do if right. she has high blood sugar she needs to take insulin so they know this basic oh, okay 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 so 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 one of my buddies at that time was like okay yeah what do you need to do and uh, we i kind of swam to a bit shallow side where i could put my feet down i stopped i had a banana mm-hmm. and i had two choices Mm-hmm. either i use the exit point and walk in that dark and get to the car park or mm-hmm. i keep swimming which is another 15 minutes of 10 or 15 minutes of swim yeah. to get to you know uh, the the next exit point and just exit with everybody okay and and my uh, the, the the fellow swimmer at the time said yeah just just do what you got to do just swim as at your pace and yeah. we are here and, yeah and we swam i swam through and and i got there and i i felt better and um it was changing in the dark and just getting into the car and taking your time mm-hmm. uh, to make sure my sugars are in the range before i could drive oh my god yeah uh, i mean thinking about it it was it was scary and and it Absolutely. took me a couple of days to come out of that to swim again right but but that day was just a day i mean i i, I then again that that's where social media can be so powerful mm-hmm. after that day i contacted people in the group who could be type who are type 1 so i i right. posted a question asking hey are there any type 1 swimmers yeah. what do you do right. that never happened yeah yeah and uh, and you know getting that conversation started right and getting little tips from them wow you know so what yeah. do they do when right. it happens what do they do next right so it was just about getting those things but uh, yeah touch wood ever since that they have not had uh, a similar wow. instance but again yeah. it's, it's something it's not in your control i check my blood sugars before i get in the water i have my phone yeah. i have my sensor to check my sugars again in the water but right. it is such a slim line difference between being tired <laughs> or thinking that you have low blood sugars oh god oh god so, yeah but yeah yeah i mean 
by God's grace, it was okay, and I was okay. So, but this definitely shows your level of commitment towards this sport. It, like kudos to you, <laughs> because um, I, I I can't even imagine the situation in in the waters where you also need to check your blood sugars and you also need to take care of uh like you know it's getting dark and everything and i don't know how did you manage but kudos to you okay tell us something about your family how did they support you or motivate you when you decided to get trained uh, so my immediate family so obviously my husband and uh, my kids uh, back home it's my mother um, i lost my dad 6 uh, years back uh, i mean sorry 4 years back and then my younger sister so that's like my immediate family and yeah. uh, um and my and my sister in law who's again uh, really really uh, uh, supportive um mm-hmm. but uh, uh, in england it's just my husband and uh, my uh, my friends who are like close family right um when when i started doing it i mean obviously again like you know how you talking about it you're so appreciative of it similar i'd have uh, yeah. people come and touch wow you're doing a great job uh, and all of that but it's it's the immediate support from my husband it was about uh mm-hmm. working out our schedules that hey yeah. i'm going tomorrow morning for a swim right. will you get the kids ready right. i will drop them to nursery i have to then get back to work mm-hmm. um it's about those things i mean there there were times in which i'd be out uh, i'd be out of bed at 6:30 in the morning at 7 i'd be you know yeah. uh, out of the house yeah. and uh, by the time the kids have had breakfast i'll be home right so so when when you have a family and when right. you have a full time job right. i think your commitment yeah. to to the sport has to work around it right with everything else absolutely so, so even like at the, at the starting time obviously starting days it was about juggling myself and arranging and prepping a night before yeah. or just just making sure that um, yes this is what i'm doing tomorrow and everybody knows like my husband knows my daughter of course is seven so she understands yeah yeah and my, my son's four but he didn't really understand but he but they know my kids know like my yeah. daughter knows that okay mom's going for a swim so even if she wakes up in the morning she'll yeah. be like okay mommy is you off to the swim yeah, so they know absolutely it's absolutely it, it, the kids i think as a working mother and i i think um i remember my mother being a working mom kids learn so much yeah. from from the aspect that yeah my mother is going out to work or my mother is going for yeah. a swim if i could explain my child that this is what mummy likes right. to do absolutely i think that support then flew i mean i mean there right. are times when i'm just waking up and my child will wake up and he'll come and cuddle me and if i just say okay can you go to dad he's upstairs yeah and they kind of get that because they know mommy's right. coming back Yeah. You know, they, yeah, yeah. They, they know that. Yeah. And um it's that that's really worked well. I mean, uh, obviously <laughs> I I I'm really proud of my kids that they've also adapted to it because they don't I'm sure they will. I'm sure. Yeah. Of course thing in the morning, but yeah. they know mom's coming back and yeah. sometimes my daughter's like Have you already been for a swim? You know? <laughs> and then she said, "Is like that." Or sometimes she said, "Oh my god, are you going again?" 
or a swim you know yeah but yeah but um so that's about the family life and my mom of course she bless her heart worries a lot because she's seen me through my words with being type one and injecting and as a mother i understand now it would break my heart if my child had a condition like this it would absolutely break my heart but right so so i get it when my mother is coming from yeah. but uh yeah she she just says just just you know jana just take care and yeah. do you ever take a break what are you doing are you swimming again today yeah. oh my god what, <laughs> what like you know so, so yeah. i get her like all the mothers but, yeah uh, absolutely yeah so what's next in your journey now because after this interview me and i'm sure all the listeners have got the vibe that you are unstoppable so i'm i'm preparing for um couple of long distance swims um i've got um a mill to mill swim which is uh, the local river that i go to uh, it's a 2 km swim and then that's in august and in september i am doing a 2 mile swim in the serpentine which is uh, okay. the london uh, uh, the lake in london okay uh, and i'm raising some money for a children's cancer charity that's macmillan and uh, wow. also for uh, the diabetes uk so it's just doing a step more because again i've i've it's it's been a year over a year now that i'm doing this and and now what i want to do is just go a step further to see yeah. if i can do those endurance long distance swims wow. and again see how it it goes with my condition again i know right. a lot of type ones who do like iron man oh so, my god yeah so so i know that my conditions shouldn't be stopping me okay. but it's just getting that support that right level of support from my yeah. clinicians of course uh from from my my coach and yeah. a, and my commitment because it's one thing that you swim and then yeah. there's other thing that goes around it absolutely so yeah i mean right now i'm just trying to make sure that i um i keep up and train as uh, as regularly as i can and uh, just just make those little bit of more improvements you know that can help my yeah. technique and my timing right. but uh, for now it's it's trying to juggle between um making sure that i whatever events that i've signed up for yeah i can just really do my best i mean that's that's the i'm, I'm sure you will because for, now after talking to you for uh, these few minutes i know the level of your commitment and how strong minded you are and the kind of courage it would need because in your condition in any ways even without type 1 diabetes i think even then it's difficult but with your condition i think you are doing a commendable job so thank you so much jana on being on the show today your determination confidence and commitment towards your adventurous self is commendable i have learned so much from you even in this short span of time and i'm sure all of our listeners have got a lot of inspiration today thank you so much reta that was lovely thank you <laughs> Thank you so much. So Jarna chose to focus on her passion instead of cribbing about her type 1 diabetes and she chose to just not breathe but start living this incredible adventure called life. What are we waiting for? <laughs>